welcome to LISI Carrier Calls. I'm Rebecca with our Intel team. And I'm Charlotte, Regional Sales Manager in the San Fernando Valley. This episode is our first in a new series on compliance. Now, compliance can be a pretty overwhelming topic. There's so many acronyms and initials, numbers and laws. It's a lot to keep straight. But compliance doesn't have to be scary, I promise. At LASI, we want to make it as simple as possible for you so you can really shine with your groups and also have a real understanding of what all of the topics are and why they matter. We're excited to kick it off with Benefit Complies' Bob Radeke. Bob has more than 30 years experience in HR and employee benefits, helping employees deal with difficult issues and compliance matters, so perfect for this topic. Bob founded and for over 10 years served as president of A.E. Roberts Company, a nationally recognized compliance consulting and training firm. Bob was also the president of HIPAA Consultant and a number of health insurance companies and is recognized as a leading expert on a variety of benefit compliance issues, including COBRA, FMLA, and CDH rules. Bob's been featured as a speaker on many industry events and conferences and has published several articles about various compliance issues. Bob, we are so excited to have you be our first guest on this compliance series. Thank you very much, Rebecca and Charlotte, and I'm honored to be one of your first guests. Thank you for having me. So you've been helping employers and insurance brokers deal with compliance for a long time. What have you seen change over the years? I think the emphasis there is on a long time. Um, I started in the insurance business way back in the 80s and working with the health insurance companies and brokers. And, and I clearly remember that back then employers did not expect, you know, their agents and brokers to help them with legal and regulatory and compliance kind of issues. I, I even remember clearly back in 1986, remember that COBRA was passed and COBRA was a huge deal at the time. People thought that was just one of the most amazing set of rules and regulations. And now we kind of laugh at it. I mean, COBRA is something that's relatively straightforward that we deal with compared to everything else. And now employers expect their brokers and advisors to help with these issues. In fact, I, I actually think that sometimes the first phone call they make is to their broker, or their employee benefits consultant, because they don't want to call their attorney. You know, we're in fun times when COBRA is the least scary acronym out there. I long for those days. The Affordable Care Act is really hard and challenging for employers, isn't it? You know, Charlotte, that was that, that was a huge game changer. You know, it was the biggest change in rules related to employee benefits since ERISA, which was many, many years ago. Um, but I was kind of a, a contrarian when the ACA was passed. I didn't think it was all that bad for our industry. I remember standing up in front of a conference of brokers the year after it was passed and telling them it might be the best thing that happened to them. And of course, I almost got booed off the stage. But my point was, it created a lot of need for among employers for us to help them. And I think that you know, consultants and agencies that embrace that use it to their advantage, right? It's always better to be in an industry that you're needed rather than you're not. It was a lot of work, but I think it created opportunities for uh, those of us in the industry that embraced it and really tried to help employers. You know, you said, Bob, that brokers that have embraced compliance changes or compliance as an issue that they can be knowledgeable about really have actually benefited from it. And that's what we want to highlight in this series is, you know, there is, there's so much to compliance, but being able to wrap your head around it and being able then to market that to your employer groups, brokers is such a key thing for making yourself, you know, a valuable asset to them. Agreed. 
Um, I actually think we're about to have a little mini ACA echo now. These new individual coverage HRA rules, or we call them ICRAs, um, I think could have a huge impact on the small group market in parts of the country. And so once again, we're back to employers are going to be looking at a whole new way of doing things and deciding whether it's right or wrong for them. And the brokers are in the best position and the employee benefits consultants are in the best position to help them figure that out. You kind of gave us a sneak peek at what's going to be coming down the line in our compliance corner here. Uh, we're going to pick Bob's brain on those ICRAs later on in the series. So stay tuned for more info on that. And it almost harkens back uh, before my time, but uh, before ACA was even a construct of imagination, uh, uh, AB 1672, which made guaranteed issue insurance in California, Brokers thought it was the absolute end of the industry. You would have thought the doomsday clock had struck midnight. Chicken little, the sky was falling, and it actually ended up being <laughs> the single biggest driver for the small group market in the state of California. So I think in some ways, we're going to definitely see that same trend uh, with ACA. I know it's a little painful, and there's a lot of things that brokers need to know to help their clients, and I'm hoping maybe we can highlight a few of them for us now. So I, I have a kind of, uh, you could probably imagine a strong opinion about that. Um, we have to know this is important, but we we can't expect to, the broker, the benefits consultant to be an expert on everything. And I don't think they should be, um, but they need to know what the important issues are and where to find the resources to help their clients, right? I always use the law firm analogy. I don't expect my corporate attorney to help me file a patent, right? If I If I need to file a patent, She's going to help me find the right attorney to help that particular thing I need done. And I think um, clients respect that. The brokers have to be smart enough to know what the important issues are, what, what employers have to pay attention to. But I don't think they need to be the final expert on every single thing. You need to find partnerships with the right organization. LISI helps provide all kinds of information to your brokers, the right law firm, the right consulting firm, you know, not trying to pitch our services, but, you know, find, find those people that can help you. Um, I don't expect every broker to write every single plan document, right? But they should have good resources they trust so they can get the plan documents done that they know their employers need. You know, you're right. You can't be an expert on everything, but it's so important to know what resources you have. So what we want to highlight in this series as we go on is what are those big compliance issues that brokers should be aware of and what are the resources that they can take advantage of um, to really make them shine and make them that valuable asset for their employer groups. We're in an election year. We've been watching kind of those primaries start up and been listening to the conversation about it for a lot longer than that. Do you have any predictions about how the election year might um, affect employer and benefit compliances going forward? I know sometimes we can be a little tentative about committing to something because we think there might be a change down the road. You're asking me to make a prediction about the election. I'm only going to do that if you promise to destroy this recording as soon as we're done with it. Um, so no, Actually, I, before I make a prediction, I, I will make an observation. Um, I've been in this business long enough that I remember when this stuff was boring. Um, Congress used to make technical changes to you know, benefits laws and nobody blinked an eye. Um, I, I joke about the fact that before the ACA, I would never tell anybody at a party that I was a health policy consultant because that's kind of a 
buzzkill at the party. And then the ACA came around and I was cool again because it's this big political football. You know, now we can't even get sides to agree on things to change and fix that they both actually want fixed. I'll give you an example. Many of the things in the ACA were taken right out of a Republican health insurance playbook from many years ago. I'm not talking about the Massachusetts plan. I'm talking about the Heritage Foundation basically designed a model for individual health care policies that looks almost exactly like the public exchanges on the ACA now. But today, could you imagine uh, the Republican Party, for example, and I'm not picking on them, I'm just giving an example, you know, won't consider any legislative fixes because they don't want the other side to, to, to get a win. And I, I, think the, I think the partisanship that we have in the government right now hurts our ability to make the kind of small fixes and legislation that we need to make. I think what we reiterate to our brokers as well is you know, there might be changes coming down the road. Um, there might be, you know, people that don't want to touch it because the partisanship or whatnot. But, you know, for now, everything is kind of the status quo. You still need to be aware of the regulations. You still need to be aware of the compliance issues and be complying with them. So I will make a couple little predictions since he asked, but um, I think they're pretty safe ones to make. Um, you just said it. Healthcare is already a huge issue in the election. Everybody knows that. I don't have to tell you that. But, but you have to think about this. All the changes we've seen in the last three years when it comes to healthcare, the new ICRA, the Association of Health Plans, Congress did not pass a single thing. We have a split Congress, so there's no significant legislation that's going to pass both the House and the Senate. All of those changes in the last three years were all done by executive order and regulatory changes. People forget that, that so much change can happen without a law being passed. So here's my prediction. If President Trump wins and retains the presidency and the Congress doesn't change, Republicans control the Senate, Democrats in charge of the House, we will see an increased speed of change among regulations because you'll have a president in a second term willing to make even more regulatory changes. Only the courts might slow that down because Congress, again, won't be passing any significant laws. So we'll continue to see more changes from the regulators because the regulators are part of the Republican administration. If we see a Democratic president win the presidency and Congress stays the same, we're gonna see a little a whiplash effect. Again, Congress won't be changing any laws significantly, but you will have a Democratic administration undoing and changing a lot of the regulations that have been passed over the last three years. So don't be lulled into sleep that just because we have a if Congress doesn't change significantly and we have a split Congress after this election, don't be lulled into sleep that we're not going to have a lot of change. I predict either an increase in the changes proposed by the Republican administration or a whiplash in changes the other direction when it comes to regulations if there's a Democratic administration. So to echo your comments concerning legislation and uh, the executive orders that have really impacted ACA's evolution, if we want to call it that, over time, even just today, there's a new development uh, where the, uh, Texas and other Republican states are asking the Supreme Court to push uh, any hearings on ACA back to the lower district court. And then we've got the Democrats that are pushing the Supreme Court to hear it prior to the election. So, I mean, one of the nice things about ACA, if we can call it that, is that at least it's not boring. 
There's always something going on. There's always a new development. There's always something to pay attention to. So you cannot just sit on your on your laurels. You know, if we want to take one positive away, at least it's interesting. Yeah, it gives us something to talk about all day long. Oh, yeah. So, hey, that about wraps up the time that we have for today. Hey, Bob, thank you so much for joining us. You did such a great job of laying out the compliance landscape and where we want to go from here. Well, thanks for having me. And I want to tip my hat to LISI about putting these kind of things together and putting the resources out to help your brokers be more successful. I'm glad I can be a little part of that. Absolutely. And hey, thanks everyone for listening. For more info on what we discussed today, check out our show notes. Or please reach out to your regional sales manager. And if there's any topics that you'd like us to dive deeper into, feel free to send us over an email, intel at lisibroker.com. Thanks so much. Enjoy what you're hearing. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple, or find us on your favorite podcatcher. to tell you, I, I'm laughing. You don't know how tempted I was after you had to do a second or third recording to just wait till you're just about to the end of your perfect fourth one and jump in and ruin it for you and make it do it, make <laughs> you do it again. <laughs>